0: What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Active Texan Podcast. I'm Dr. Brian Watts, your host, and today we have special guest with us, Tim Carroll.
1: Hey Brian, how you doing today?
0: Don't get um uh, yeah, so I met I met Tim, I don't even know when I met you. a couple of years ago yeah, with a the trail ago. runs yep. out there in Milliken with Chris Adams and uh I just I'm excited to have you on today and just pick your brain a little bit about, you know, what you've kinda done and what you've accomplished. Um you're sixty five years old. Yeah, started out true. <laughs> sad but true well you still got big goals truly we'll talk about that in the future or here in a second um so how did you get started running i mean that's where i met you was trail running but that's right. not where everything started
1: no so, um so you know you're a kid in high school or junior high and watching the olympics and watching track meets on tv and you go man i want to do that mm-hmm. and so uh, my dad says, "Oh yeah, you can you can run track if you want, but you have to have x amount of grades." Mm-hmm. So I got my grades up and started running in eighth grade. And back then, those uh, half mile was the distance.
0: Half mile. Half just, mile. It's 800. Yeah, 800. That's like the hardest race there is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: back then, and then uh, you move up to high school. You know, you got the mile and two mile and that's uh, pretty much how it started for me.
0: Do you remember what your uh, personal best was in the 800?
1: Uh, no, I want to say th- maybe 250 something, 240, okay. just, just as a guess, I don't know.
0: Yeah, no idea really. <laughs> no. What about, do, you, do you remember the mile or the two mile?
1: Yeah, in high school, um, so this is a funny thing. In high school, I wasn't all that fast. I'm still in all, never was all that fast. But I was able to carry my speed from my high school years into my 30s and 40s. Hmm. So I ran, I don't know, 11, 10, 30, 11 for a two-mile, uh, about a 5.30 for one mile. You know, not exactly what you call awesome, That's considering when you state, fast. the state record was uh 4.02. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... And, and that guy went to my high school. Where was this? Uh JJ Pearson in Richardson, Texas.
0: In Richardson. Okay. So you've been in Texas your whole
1: life? Uh no. Uh we came down what people call a damn Yankees. Oh. Is uh you know the difference, right? Uh a Yankee just comes and stay, or comes and visits. A damn Yankee comes and stays.
0: <laughs> I've never heard that. So <laughs> I've seen uh, the musical Damn Yankees. Yeah.
1: Not not quite the same. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I was, I'm from Minnesota originally. Okay. And my dad had a, uh, was in electronics and worked for Collins Radio back when the space program and all that was going on. So So
0: since high school have you pretty much stayed here? Yes,
1: cool. yeah. And would,
0: that was in Richardson, then you ended up, um, where'd you go to college?
1: Uh, here at Texas A&M.
0: Okay, and what did you study?
1: Uh, forest management.
0: Did you use your degree?
1: Not very much.
0: Okay, what would you end up doing?
1: Uh, let's see, one summer job I worked in f- urban forestry, which is tree trimming. Um, and I have a minor in that too, by the way, but not that it matters. And I ended up getting into construction because it was something I liked, and there was plenty of jobs for that, but not so many in my uh, uh, field of study. Mm-hmm. So uh, either worked for a forest company, like a paper mill company, lumber company or the government and none of those people were hiring at the time I got out and like I I don't know if I've mentioned this but I wasn't exactly what you call a stellar student (laughs) double secret uh, probation kind of thing you know kind of like Animal House but not quite that bad (laughs) but anyway uh, finally got my grades up enough to graduate and uh, went into construction Uh, served me well for 30 years
0: Awesome and then you've been retired now
1: yeah for about 10.
0: okay and so while you're working in construction, you said you kind of kept your speed from high school right um, all the way into your 30s and 40s. What kind of were you doing road races or just running on the road for fun or why did, why did you like to keep running?
1: I don't know. it's always something I like to do something I could do. you mm-hmm. know it doesn't cost a lot of money. you know you get a pair of shorts, a pair of shoes and you're set. And that's pretty much what I was doing. So I would 10K, 5Ks for, and half marathon on occasion, were as much as I got into. Then I started, I met a guy uh, here at AM that teaches at A&M now. Uh, his name's Mike Sandlin, and he's an ultra runner, but he, he started out as a tennis player. Okay. But he got into ultras, and I'd go train with him, we'd go up to. Huntsville State Park and he just dragged me around all over, all over the place up there. And he called it running with a rubber band. So he'd get way out in front and then wait for us to catch up, get way out in front. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So, so that, it,
0: was, it wasn't It was just you, it was some others?
1: Yeah, yeah, a couple other
0: guys. Is that who got you into trail running?
1: Uh, pretty much, yeah. Okay,
0: but before that you just kind of ran on the road? Yes. Did you ever do any full marathons on the road?
1: I've done three. Okay.
0: do What What kind of distance do you enjoy the most?
1: Uh, currently, I like 50Ks.
0: <laughs> when did that start?
1: In <laughs> <laughs> uh late, uh, let's see, early 90s.
0: Okay. Do you know how many 50Ks you've completed?
1: Uh, let's see, one, two, three, seven or eight, I think. Might be a few more than that, but I lost count.
0: And then what's the longest trail race you've done to date?
1: Uh, the hotter or not hotter than hell but the habanero 100 100k
0: how many times have you done that once is that enough
1: it's it's enough (laughs) i don't know if you've been out to the seven I L ranch but it's one big grassy sand
0: pit no i've never been there i'm not sure if i ever planned to
1: yeah so it's imagine millican with a lot of sand wow
0: yeah and so if it rains there it doesn't really it's not the same kind of terrain like where it gets real muddy
1: Not so much, no.
0: Does it it rain there?
1: (laughs) uh, Yeah. In fact, uh, uh, they had a free event out there on the 4th of July, and they canceled it because of the rain. Hmm. And uh, I think you you know Wayne Schlosser, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, He was out there for it. And he said, yeah, the water was up about here, mid-thigh, at a creek crossing. And he said it was uh, probably about mid-calf at the other creek crossing but when we were out there so they reran that free event this past weekend.
0: Okay, was that the overnight?
1: Yeah, the overnight thing from 6 to midnight. They gave you 6 hours out there to complete. Were you out there? I was. Okay.
0: Yeah, uh, Mackenzie was out there too.
1: She was. Yeah. Yeah. She kicked our butts. <laughs> <laughs> I was running. She told her. me
0: this week she didn't do very well.
1: <laughs> I think she did four or five laps. Well,
0: I think she's 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 got uh Eyes on a bigger, a bigger race that she's feels like she's behind on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But she's not. She's
1: doing great. Yeah. So anyway, so we did four. No, we did three laps. Pretty, pretty pitiful, really. But not.
0: So that was one of those six hours. Do as many laps as you can. Yeah. It's a how how long were those laps?
1: Ten k. Oh wow. So it was on the course that the Habanero runs. Same same exact course, but you know there wasn't any timing or anything like that, so it was just like being on a group run out of Milliken. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how it was. That's right know. up your alley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Those
0: fun group runs. Yeah. So is that kind of how you treated that one? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah so um, Wayne was disappointed because he's hoping to. Uh, he was planning on doing the Heaven Arrow 100 mile. He says, well, after considering how we didn't fare so well today, I might have to reconsider and go down to 100K. I said, that Mm. might be a wise move. (laughs) Well, he's done
0: a few hundred mile races. He has. (laughs) Well, um, I want to hear more about you, though. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to get into a little bit more trail running here in a minute, but you before you started trail running did you start doing any cycling when was that
1: i did um in the early 90s as well okay so so this is all while or, you're working or, 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 or late 80s yeah you're working in construction
0: yep you just kind of run for fun on the side Yep. do little races here and there and this fella but, yeah
1: so a fella i used to work with got in a triathlon he goes tim you got to try this it's so much fun man so i said well i got to get a bike he said oh, yeah just you know go get a bike and I'll see you at the races. Well, obviously he was much better than I was, and he liked triathlon. He could swim. I, uh, I swim like a rock. I, I don't have a whole lot of body fat, so <laughs> holding my stuff up above water is uh, tough for me to do. So I go pretty much straight to the bottom on the swim. But duathlon so What do you
0: What do you look like in the water? Like a rock. <laughs> you literally sink.
1: Yes. Um, and did I you learn
0: how to swim whenever you were younger?
1: Not really. Okay. I took lessons, but it didn't stick. Yeah. And I have no coordination. So the whole breathing thing, <laughs> not, I sucked more water than I did air. So. Have you heard of the caveman style? I can do that. Yeah. And a breaststroke and side stroke, man. Yeah, those are my strokes when I was a couple of triathlons I did.
0: Yeah, I saw I saw this past weekend, a couple of people doing the caveman. Yeah. Their had never went underwater. Yep. <laughs> and that was in a pool swim. Yeah. I mean, I can see it in open water, but.
1: Uh, yeah, well, you know, got to keep keep sighted, right? <laughs>
0: slows you down a little bit. So you actually got into cycling through triathlon. Yeah. You went and got your bike triathlon, didn't like the swim, but you enjoyed biking and running?
1: Yep. So I found some duathlons to do. So what's a duathlon? It's a run, bike, run. Okay. Um, stand- you got
0: some duathlons to do. Is yeah. What say. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so they they used to be called biathlons, but there was a conflict of interest with the uh, sporting organizations.
0: Yeah, with the rifle. Yeah. With rifle and running.
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. called the biathlon. Yeah. It? Yeah. So anyway, it's two sports, you know, but totally unrelated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, they changed the name to duathlon so there wasn't any confusion and anyway run bike run 5k 30k 5k pretty much your standard distance right?
0: really so you do 5k on both ends i've also yep. seen shorter at the beginning and then you do your bike and then you run a 5k so like a one mile
1: right yeah so that that's how they've been doing it here lately and i, I don't like that format so much myself um and they used to have a, a longer uh, duathlons too which is 10k uh like a sixty or seventy k bike, and then a, another ten k. Oh, yeah, wow. it sucked the life
0: out of you. Yeah, that's a, that's I mean that's kind of like getting up in like Olympic type distance, or yeah. no more than that. Yeah, more of, Yeah. fireman, Yeah, kind of distance as far as the endurance goes. Yep, or the distance covered. You, did you ever try those?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I okay. did, did two or three of those. They had one out in San Angelo every year that was pretty tough, and. Trying to usually I usually did pretty good age group stuff, not you know first second third my age group for was the that most when part. was that
0: in your thirties forties when did you start doing that
1: um uh, duathlons right, yeah, in my thirties, okay, but
0: that was right after triathlon it was kind of the same time, yeah, same time you realized real quick you didn't want to do tri? yeah, yeah, exactly,
1: <laughs> you wanted to do to do, yeah, I can breathe, yeah, but yeah. I, um because uh, doing those sports like that you don't have to be good at any or you don't have to be great at any of them you just have to be good so a six minute pace on the 10 or on the 5k uh 20 plus miles an hour give or take a little bit depending on what your skill is on the bike and same on the second run and you're in the money I mean, that's not slow yeah well that's what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be great but you got to be good <laughs> yeah yeah so, so it's not awesome yeah because uh do athletes back in the day there so it took me an hour and a half to do a 5k 30k 5k uh, not a half an hour but an hour and a half It would take a little bit mm. the winners were doing them in 110 okay so they're running like five minute miles uh, doing 25 plus miles an hour on the bike. Wow. And then again on the bu- on the run. So you kind of got into it though at the tougher age
0: groups. Yeah. Cuz with these longer endurance multisport races, I mean, you got when you get over, it's, when you get 35, 40, 45 age groups, it's yeah, it definitely a, gets a little bit more competitive, right?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, the 30 let's say 30 to well, 50. Those mm-hmm. age brackets all in there. Toughest and toughest to do.
0: Yeah. Do you do you ever find have you found that that's the same case the same case with trail runs, or longer distance trail runs? Uh,
1: yeah, pretty much. I think so.
0: Why is it you think the younger? Or is it just not as many people participating at a younger age, or?
1: Yeah, I think they think it's too far. <laughs> <laughs> Which is my, uh, you know, it took me a long time to get over the. It's a mental thing. You have to get over the mental block of it being too far. And if you just kind of go through it, go with it, it's not that bad.
0: Yeah, so how did you get through that mental block? I mean, I, I I kind of had the same feelings when I was in my 20s and never even considered doing anything longer than a half marathon until I was in my 30s. But how did you get over that mindset of
1: that's too far? Um, let's see. I don't know. I just kind of—it's <laughs> <laughs> hard. It's kind of hard to describe.
0: Was there like one day that you just—you—you you ran further, like oh, that's not that bad.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it. So my first 50k, I ran with my wife, and she wanted to do a, mar- a marathon before she had some back surgery and wouldn't be able to run anymore. I said, okay, well let's do a trail race. It's easier on your bones essentially, as mm-hmm. long as you stay upright. Right. She has a, she's a shuffler, so she has fallen down a lot. And I was running in front of her, pointing out all the routes and hazards. So, but I was like, it's only five miles more than a marathon. And you, something you can stick on your resume that nobody else has done here lately. So, yeah. so she did it. Awesome. In seven and a half hours or something like that. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And that so that's about 31 miles. Yeah. Exactly. 50K. Yeah. 31 and 0.25 or something like okay. that.
0: And then so your 100, 100K is exactly double that, basically?
1: Pretty much, yeah. Six, 62 and a half almost. Okay.
0: Yeah, and so you you kind of got into those longer distances. I mean, your wife kind of helped you do that, too, or you helped her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> both, both Both. Both ways, yeah. Yeah. Before that, when did you start doing the... um? So you got into triathlon, I mean, cycling through triathlon, and then... When did you decide you wanted to go ride the hotter Than Hell 100s? Cause I know you've done that a few times.
1: Yes, um, actually I did it 20 straight years on a tandem with my wife and I did it one time or two times on a single bike. The first time on a single bike I went with some friends and said, oh man, you got to try this. They were tra- training for, uh, uh, what's the Ironman Canada? Anyway, they were using that for a training ride. Yeah don't know why because it's not anywhere near related but it was a hundred miler before the event Uh so i did did that with them then i met my wife and she couldn't hold my wheel the second time we went out on it and so got married that right after we did it on singles that first year and we bought a tandem and we've been kind of did it every year since because it's kind of like our anniversary. Okay, so your
0: first two you did single. Right. And then the next 20 straight you did tandem with your wife. Yes. And y'all finished every time. Yes. That's pretty amazing. Like, do you get some kind of award for that? No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, you get you get like a finisher's medal like you get at Chris's races, so.
0: Yeah, well, you've got 22 of them. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Do you have all of them hanging up somewhere? Yeah, they're on
1: a board in my office. How many medals you got on there? For a hotter hell? No, everything. Everything? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got a box in the garage that's probably about the size of this uh, desk here It's full of trophies and crap. Wow. Now that's part of my language, sorry. No, oh, You can say whatever you want on here.
0: So, um, have you done much cycling since then? When's the last time y'all did that?
1: Um, we had to give it up. Maybe 10 years ago, she uh, uh, had some uh, physical issues that caused her not to be able to sit on the bike for very long, mm-hmm. and so we kind of gave it up. Then it, it, the race was getting race. The ride was getting kind of crazy. It had over 10,000 people. Wow. Uh, one year, I think they had pretty close to 15,000. Uh, so you see any bike wrecks? Plenty. That now's the other thing, Is you know, it was getting scary. People did y'all ever crash? Uh, we did not. 20 years, no yeah. crashes. Yeah, well, you gotta, you gotta be solid, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're packed in, people are bumping shoulders
1: with you? Sometimes, yeah.
0: At least at the beginning, or is it yeah, spread it, out?
1: It gets spread out, but you get these pace lines going by and they act like they know what they're doing and they can't hold their line. So that's when most of the wrecks happen: is people going too fast and being too close to each other. But most of the wrecks, like you said, are within the first twenty miles. Hmm. That's all up in Wichita Falls. Correct.
0: So would y'all make like the weekend out of it, where you just go?
1: Yeah, we did. Uh, spend the night,
0: a couple of nights.
1: Yeah, so we go up on a Friday. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, Friday. Uh, get a hotel, stay. In, hotel had a requirement that you had to have two nights mm. so you had an extra night in there so we go to the races they had uh crits and time trials and other stuff to watch there that where the pro uh cat 2s, would do and we go watch that and it was pretty fun at age group uh crits too which is even more fun to watch because they're not as talented
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but uh yeah we spend the weekend up there and then come back on a sunday the only thing bad that was com- about that it's on the weekend. School starts for most uh, school districts in Texas and colleges, so there's a lot of traffic coming back on that mm-hmm. Sunday.
0: So when you would go out there and watch the races, is that kind of what got you to want to go? You mentioned that you had mentioned to me earlier that you went to France, correct? And so you had some interest. Is that what got you interested in the Tour to France?
1: Uh, no, actually, I've been watching it before then, and. Uh, I saw on TV when Greg LeMond won the tour, first American to win the tour, Mm -hmm. and he won by eight seconds. Oh, wow. And he was a minute and something behind. A 21-day race, By eight
0: seconds. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and he was behind by over a minute in the last time trial, and he averaged, uh, I want to say 34 miles an hour, which was a record up until like a year or two ago. Wow. for the time trial, and I don't remember the distance for the time trial, but he won by 8 seconds, and the first American to do that.
0: He won the time trial by 8? But then there's another stage after that, right?
1: No, that, that was the finish. Oh, really? Yeah, well, the last, last stage was the last day the time was the time trial, and they haven't ever had a time trial in the last day since.
0: <laughs> they don't want that to happen. Anymore. Yeah. Uh, they don't want the Americans to win it, either.
1: But, but anyway, so that kind of piqued my interest in uh, cycling, and we watch it every year and uh, some other friends of ours that we rode tandem with. So we're thinking about going to the Tour de France, take our uh, bikes and ride around. They uh, set up a tour. So you get to go ride part of the course, uh, take in some French cuisine, uh, see the countryside, see the racers go by you about
0: like that. It was during the tour?
1: Yeah. Yeah, And you,
0: you were on the roads with them?
1: Well, before them. Okay. So, uh, one of the days, we got to climb part of the mountain. You could stay up there and watch, and then you had to wait for him to come through, and then you ride back down. Okay.
0: So, you got a, you, you rode up the mountain, watched him right. climb the mountain. Did you see him go down?
1: Uh, yeah. So, one, one of the days, uh, I'm not... You you're familiar with the Tour de France? Yeah, but is, some of premiers? our listeners may not be. So. Okay, so it, it travel. it's a, at least a 2,100-mile race. It average about 100 miles a day for 21 days. It starts on at or near the 1st of July and goes till like the 21st or 22nd of July. There's two rest days, and then the rest of it, those guys just hammer it out. Mm-hmm. Average speeds probably anywhere from 25 to 24 miles, 22 miles an hour. Uh, 60 to 70 miles an hour going down mountain passes. Uh, rain or shine, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's just some incredible bike racing.
0: And, yeah. Uh, it's like the race of races in cycling world. Like yep, there's nothing else yep. that even compares to it. Even the other, like, yeah, the Giro races. and the Vel- The Tour of Italy. Yeah. And they're a Tour of Italy. Yeah, that's the Giro, Giro. As, as they
1: pronounce it. <laughs> and the so G-
0: you got to see them climbing. I mean, so that's the big thing with the with the Tour de France. You've got sprinters, you've got climbers, and you've got some that are, like, good at both.
1: Yep, and time trialists.
0: Yeah. And so they're all in there trying to put it all together. Yep and win overall but you've also got teams correct that are basically helping one person try to win
1: that's yeah pretty much correct
0: yes so do you, I don't, do you know the answer to, you may not know the answer but actually I was watching it recently and, uh, with my wife and she she asked me why they help one person win and I didn't know the answer I don't know why do you know why
1: uh, usually it's a what person that has a general classification, which means that they have a pretty good chance to win. And some teams, they don't have a, can't afford to buy a person. So like Team Ineos from uh, Great Britain, Mm -hmm. they have the biggest stable in the world for cycling. Everybody they have is a primo guy. Even their second team are primo guys. They they could start on a different team. Mm So, they take, so like Ineos, they had three leaders going into the Tour de France, and if one of them fell out, well, then the next guy could pick up the position, and that's pretty much what they did, because uh, uh, Garrett Thomas and uh, Richie Porte were strong contenders, but they ended up working for, I uh, can't remember his name, he just won the gold medal here in the, road race here the other day Mm -hmm. Uh, not Castillo anyway Strong's Colombian rider and he ended up uh, coming in third because the other guys couldn't carry the load so he just had these other uh, teammates that were good at climbing and what have you when they're going up the mountains but he doesn't time trial that well Okay. so individual riding is not that special but going up the mountains he's like a goat i mean yeah,
0: yeah. some of the, they're going like 10 11 miles an hour up at 10 percent grade yeah <laughs> and faster on most of it right yeah i mean that's a 10 grade is steep I mean, oh, Yeah. That's, that's some of the steepest yeah like that they climb but um yeah to see them hammer that out it's pretty amazing so you got to go there and you you got to ride the course and see what it feels like to at least the be on the course maybe not to go as fast as them yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but then what was that pretty impressive to see like oh them yeah. go up and down and see how fast they're actually going because watching on TV doesn't do it justice
1: oh yeah that that, that is for a fact so you ever heard uh, grasshoppers out in New York mm-hmm. like a swarm of grasshoppers or like the cicadas let's yes. go with cicadas yeah that's what it sounds like when they're coming by you. oh wow uh, and uh, this is back when digital cameras were just coming out and Gwen had a digital camera and it had that little bit of delay so she clicked the button and they were out of the picture before she uh, <laughs> got a shot
0: and that's is that pretty much on a flat or are they going
1: down on that um, they were going down on that but flats are pretty much the same way yeah 40 50 miles an hour going down sprints on a flat
0: Oh my goodness! Yeah. So at the end of a race, how fast are they going? Like on those sprints, forty or fifty. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing, it, man. I mean, it's hard to tell on TV. Um, so it'd be pretty cool. I mean, that's that's that was a pretty cool trip for you to yeah, yeah it was get to awesome experience trip. that and yeah get to watch the pros in person.
1: Yeah. So we spent a week over there, and it was in the Pyrenees, which is in the southern part of France, or between Spain and where the steeper mountains are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty pretty awesome. When was that? Uh, 2003 or four. Okay. Yeah, can't remember exactly. Yeah. It's when uh, that dubious character from Texas was winning all the time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, we won't talk about that. Yeah. Um, so you you got into cycling, but then you haven't really been doing much cycling lately and doing a lot more trail running correct. Um, and what's the longest I think you may have said this already the longest trail run you've done is a hundred K that
1: is correct you've done more than one I uh, just went the 100k but I've done a couple 24-hour events that was on trail and I did 76 and 78 miles on okay so your longest
0: run trail runs have been the 24 hours correct was that here around town here
1: uh, I was up in Bremont at uh, okay. Chris's event new uh, stop
0: yeah when did you do the those two? 71, 78?
1: Um, yeah I won't uh, see uh, not last year because I was injured but uh, the two years before that okay and the other two years that he's had it so I've run all I did the twelve hour and then did three of the 24s this year he didn't do it that's what I'm saying. I didn't do it this year. I was hurt.
0: Oh, that's why. Okay. I thought you were talking about last year. You were hurt. No. Oh, they didn't have it last year.
1: Yeah, you had it last or maybe year. Maybe we did.
0: It was before. It was before. Started. Yeah.
1: Everything got messed up. Okay. Yeah, I didn't go quite as far the year before last. Let's... Oh, this year you had a little car accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a little trouble that. getting there. Forgot
0: about that. Um. So, you're you're more into trail running now. That's kind of like your hobby. What you do. You help Chris out right with the races here um but you still have some some goals right i mean what do you, what do you want to do
1: well, i'd like to do a hundred miler in sub 24 at some point in time uh which so is
0: translate that
1: uh that's a kind of a gold standard 100
0: if, mile race in sub yeah. 24 hours
1: yeah in sub 24 hours yeah which is kind of a gold standard uh a few western states is the uh kind of like going to the Olympics for trail running mm-hmm. and if you run uh, an event under 24 hours you got a pretty much uh, uh, pretty good lottery chance to get into the western states although it, the lottery is so huge now that you can't you know I've heard of guy's having 12 or 14 uh, tickets saved up and still haven't been selected to run it oh
0: so man. how yeah. many people run in the western states
1: so it's Every year. yeah so it's uh like 350 380 maybe because hmm. uh, they have a park uh, it's on some of it's on national park and they have restrictions on how many people can go through an area but they run the same course every year so and that's nineteen
0: thousand feet of gain right yeah there's a,
1: there's a lot of it something like that yeah, yeah. i think there's more Downhill than there is uphill, but yeah. Yeah,
0: I think it's like twenty four thousand of downhill. Yeah, or twenty something, yeah. or
1: low twenties. Yeah, pretty um, crazy.
0: So is that a goal?
1: I wouldn't mind giving it a shot, but I don't, I don't see that happening anytime soon.
0: <laughs> hey, you may get lucky, get your sub twenty four hundred miler, and get the lottery in the yeah, first time. Yeah, exactly. And you rub it in their face, or yep. your friend's face. Yeah. <laughs> um. So where are you thinking about? I mean, when, what do you? When are you thinking about doing your hundred mileer?
1: Uh, I was hoping maybe this next, uh, this next year sometime.
0: And what do you do to train for something like that? A lot of miles. So I mean, is it structured at all, or is it just mainly about yeah. getting uncomfortable running longer distances, getting used the, to being uncomfortable?
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it right there. Um, you got to be to run ultras. You got to be a manager. Hmm. So something starts going south you have to go well what's causing that to go south and adjust your thinking and your physicalness to deal with that situation Uh because you don't want to blow up as as little as possible so if you don't hydrate right you're not eating right uh the weather's crappy you have to make adjustments for that uh, or if it's too hot or whatever right so so you have like plan a b c and d right and then and just yeah. make yeah and make the best of whatever you can do
0: yeah i mean it's kind of like any long distance endurance race i mean you you've, you've got to when you train for it you you need to train by Eating and drinking the things that you're gonna to try to have during the race, right? Yeah, so you exactly. know, to like what what's gonna to happen to your body whenever you eat
1: those things, drink those things. Yep. Um, so is that kind of the approach you take? Uh, it is, and I'm just now. I, I'm not gonna say I'm dialed in by any means, but I'm getting my nutrition down better than it has been. Okay.
0: What what kind of what'd you change? Um,
1: uh, mostly the products I was using. So I I have a. a high glucose issues, uh, type two diabetes for the record. Hmm. Uh, so I have to use, well, I don't have to use, but I do use uh, products like you can and low sugar uh, drinks like Noon hmm. or Gatorade with the Zero. I mean, that's not a premium drink for me, but okay. uh, it's a little sweeter than I care to have. But anyway, like that, to keep my nutrition in a better balance. Is that one of the most important things in those long runs? Yes. Yeah, got to have a solid stomach and uh, good hydration.
0: So it's really about trial and error with that.
1: Yeah, a little bit. It takes it once you get it figured out, you're, you're pretty much golden. And you try to do that every time. Because sometimes, you know, a you know, trail run... Uh, you eat something off the table maybe Mm -hmm. that's not going to agree with you so much but it's what they have and you're out of whatever you're carrying Uh so maybe you like some whole food like eating uh, quesadillas which are pretty nice that works for me because it's uh, low carbs on the taco shell and full Mm -hmm. of cheese so nice fats Uh, but like that you know, some people they like the mashed potatoes and chicken soup combination. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little
0: so on these long trail runs, they the aid stations look a little bit different yes. than a half marathon on the road.
1: Correct. Yeah, right. half
0: marathon on the road, you're going to have hydration and maybe some food, maybe not. Yeah, but um, in these trail races, like explain that a little bit. I think I, I didn't realize this until I started. I went out to the Rocky Raccoon one, right, and seeing these really elaborate kind of i mean i say elaborate it's just the aid station was different
1: yes they were cooking stuff right (laughs) so um they don't have well they do have they got jelly beans they have peanut butter sandwiches they have um goos or some sort of i say goo some sort of gel product Uh, usually if you're not used to that product that's probably not a good idea to try that out at the race but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah so they have they have some fruits they have the cook station where they have warm food because a lot of the uh, ultra runs are in the winter when it's cooler for the most part most part no notice the habaneros have an arrow hundreds in the middle of August but you know <laughs> uh, but yeah so the weather is a little cooler so you got chicken soup I uh, got hot coffee they have Coca-Colas that are usually flat so it doesn't, uh, carbonation doesn't upset your stomach. Uh, they have ramen. Ramen, yeah, they have that. I enjoyed that. Yeah. And the cold trail run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> so, yeah, so it's way different than at a triathlon race where you got a couple of gel products, maybe have some Gatorade type product. Uh, and maybe some fruit where as this at a trail run they've got the full table at each aid station pretty much Mm
0: -hmm. and they've also got like your salt tablets and stuff like that yes true yeah I think that's I don't know that's the way to do it
1: and they have first (laughs) aid people there too in case you uh, uh, like a lot of people get cramps and what have you so they give you massage stuff there where they can work on you if you're Really hurt. Yeah, so you can get worked on in the race and hopefully get back out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: well, these long races. I mean, they're the cutoffs. What thirty hours? Yeah,
1: thirty hours for uh, for most for a hundred miles for a hundred miles. Yeah, for most of them. The uh, people, so.
0: most people are trying to get that sub twenty four. That's like that's the goal because they want to get that belt buckle.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And yeah, the, you get a special belt buckle if you go sub twenty four, and then you get the finishers buckle if you finish in the time limit I mean you should get something yeah
0: 100 miles if you finish 100 miles that's pretty amazing so that's that's what's next for Tim huh
1: Uh, I'm thinking so
0: well I mean I think that's exciting to be able to kind of see how you do over the next year and a half maybe I'll join you okay (laughs) look forward to seeing you out there Chris is trying to convince me to do it
1: yeah yeah use a Chris uh, Adams training method Go out there with your. No, hurt, hurt I'm asking ankle. you. Yeah.
0: How to train, not Chris. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Chris says, uh, "Do what I say, not as I do," because he doesn't. Man. Anyway, we won't go into no, that. He's
0: talked about that. He's been on the podcast. He's talked about it. Um, we know his ways. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But he's also done 100 miles. So. True
1: that. And he's run comrades as well.
0: Yeah, it's he, he biked at, what 100 miles before he did that race.
1: Yeah, a thousand. I no,
0: a hundred miles a day. Yeah, for thousand, ten days.
1: Yeah, a thousand miles. A
0: thousand miles. My bad. Yeah. Um, so I have one last question for you. So, sure. one thing I ask everybody that comes on to the podcast is if there is there one thing or ac- one sport or activity that you would like to try that you've never tried to this date that you've always wanted to do, um, or maybe you haven't always wanted to do it, but you, it's something that you've been you, you've been curious about. Oh, what would that be
1: like? Right. Um, Maybe sailboarding, or, or uh, yeah, I think that's it. Or sailboarding, that's, yeah, explain yeah. that to me. So it's a surfboard with a kite on it, Okay. <laughs> essentially. Yeah, that's,
0: um, is that what it's called, sailboarding? Surfboarding? No. no, no,
1: sailboarding. Not surfboarding. <laughs> yeah. Sur, sur, uh, anyway, so you can go out on a lake, catch some wind. Yeah. It's kind of like paddleboarding without sail, or I mean with a sail. Yeah, throughout. it's got
0: the sail, but not the kiteboarding. Yeah. You don't want to try a kite?
1: I could do that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the Kiteboarding is more, it's just like that's kind of on a surfboard with the kite.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah, that'd be a little scarier on Lincoln.
0: Yeah, you get but, some air.
1: Yeah. Yeah, sailboarding. See you be, out there. At a little 65, bit more in control. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: I like that. No one's ever said that they want to do any kind of sailboarding. That's kind of, um, that hasn't, I mean, that's not as common anymore now, right?
1: No. In fact, I had a friend of mine I used to train with that was a professional sailboarder for a while and he's like yeah man it's a crazy sport you get to travel all over the country but it's nuts
0: yeah all of, I mean all over the world probably right I yeah mean, not just because you got to find a good well do you need waves not necessarily or You just be in a windy lake
1: yeah windy lake or good windy you know offshore where it's not too rough I guess
0: yeah I wonder how rough it can it yeah. can be to be able to still do it Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so is there any advice you'd give anybody that's wanting to get into trail running?
1: Go slow. (laughs) Honestly, start out slow. What if
0: they What if they like to run fast? What are they gonna What are you gonna tell them?
1: Pick up your feet. (laughs) Yeah, if you're gonna why why so when you're trail running, your average pace. So if you're a road runner already, and you're trying to run six minutes a mile, you might as well take off two minutes a mile. Out on the trail, because the surface is uneven. There's roots. There's rocks. And yeah, that's pretty much it right there. So have you ever fallen? Oh yeah, several times.
0: You ever gotten hurt falling?
1: Yes. <laughs> I still got skid marks from the last time I fell a couple weeks ago. Uh,
0: so it kind of becomes part of the part of the challenge is yeah. not hitting the ground.
1: Yep yeah
0: but the way to avoid that is go slower go slower don't expect to be running as fast as you do on the road
1: Yep, and keep your eyes on the trail look look at where you're going you know keep your eyes like uh mountain biking you want to not scan directly in front of you, but you also want to scan down the road so you can see what's coming so you have to keep your eyes moving back and forth and same with the trail running with your eyes
0: yeah much more technical uneven ground your head your eyes are moving a lot more um but have you ever had i mean issues with like getting dizzy like looking around following somebody around in a trail like when it's single track no so that doesn't bother you looking up and down
1: no no i haven't had any uh vertigo type issues okay
0: i have (laughs) (laughs) have you yeah i mean i've got some vertigo issues anyway so that's that's probably why yeah but uh yeah that's good advice though. slow down a little bit don't expect to go that six minute pace yep. take take a couple minutes off of that and still be okay with it um, and make sure you use your eyes properly
1: yeah and, and as the more you do it it's kind of like shooting pool the more you do it the better you get at it mm. so you or if you run the same course a lot you'll find out where all the tricky parts are where the roots are or where this is kicking uphill all of a sudden you can know when to kick up the pace, mm-hmm. and know where to slow down because the uh, gravel's slick there or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. So where where can
0: someone come run out here if they're in the Bryan College Station area?
1: Uh, Lake Bryan uh, is a good place to go. They got, I want to say, pretty close to 25, 30, maybe not quite that many, but at least 25 miles worth of trails out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, Milliken Reserve, Uh, if you're a member, you can run out there. Uh, They have pretty close to 30 miles of trail out there. Okay.
0: What's your favorite place to run around here?
1: Uh, I like them both. I like Bryan, because it's a little tighter course and it's a little more difficult. Mm -hmm. Uh, Milliken's a little more rolly, but faster. So yeah, I like them both here. And then if you want to travel a little bit, you can go to Smithville. Uh, at uh, Bluff Creek Ranch. Mm-hmm. Uh, mountain bike trail out there that they, they let you run on.
0: Yeah, I've uh, been out there. That's pretty. I've only biked on it. I've never run on it, but I I wouldn't want to run on it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> they have a 50 miler out there. A, yeah, that's the a lot of laps. Yeah. It's too many laps. Yeah, I think it was six or seven. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's what Joe did on the, the bike, six hour bike. He did six laps and he got 50 miles. So. Yeah. Well, cool. So people can come out to Millican if they join there they can run at Lake Bryan um, I think it's good for people to especially people that have been kind of stuck on the road or just enjoy the road more it's it's nice to kind of get on the trails every once in a while and right and kind of yeah. see what Commun- it's like Yep. it's not for everybody but you got you won't know until you try it
1: yeah for sure yeah get to commune with nature a little bit
0: so if you ever want to go trail running or um, sailboarding yeah, yeah then just contact Tim Carroll yeah Well, thanks for coming on, Sam. This is awesome.
1: Yeah, appreciate it, Brian. Thanks for having me.